Welcome to Take This Poem Podcast, where we explore the rich, wild things that good poems can do in the everyday lives of ordinary folks. I'm your host, Mary Guidis. Whether you're a longtime poetry lover like I am, or just barely interested, I invite you to take this poem. I hope it amends the soil of your life. Hello, poetry friends. The calendar and the weather forecasters tell me that spring is getting close, and spring is the topic of many a fine poem. I'm hoping that perhaps Mary might share a few with us. In the meantime, it's still pretty gray, wet, and chilly here in Oregon, kind of the last of the dog days of winter, days you just have to slog through. But there are days when the clouds break, sun comes out, birds sing, and it gets easier to believe that spring is just around the corner. For some reason, this prompted me to want to read a few poems about work, something we all have to do, something that can have its joys and satisfactions, but often entails long stretches of mundanity and fatigue of just getting through it. The first poem is by Clemens Stark, who, like myself, lives in Oregon and has, for much of his life, made a living by working with his hands. He doesn't seem to mind it, for the most part, and is able even to find a measure of wonder and amusement in it. The second poem, by Philip Levine, brings to mind a line from the Englishman Gerard Manley Hopkins' 19th century poem, The Caged Skylark, which we talked about back in episode 59. Hopkins speaks of the lot of much of humanity as being one of confinement in their work, of, quote, drudgery, day-laboring out life's age, unquote. Levine, a 20th and 21st century American poet, addresses this topic with compassion and empathy as he witnesses to the plight of his brother who is trapped in a job he hates. The final poem is by Marge Piercy, another American poet and a contemporary of Levine. It is a celebration of work, work well done, meaningful work, especially work done harmoniously, shoulder to shoulder with others. I hope you enjoy these and enjoy, too, some spring weather. Slab on Grade by Clemens Stark At dawn, the concrete trucks are already there, revving their engines, rumbling and throbbing, one by one, maneuvering into position. Enormous insects, on command, They ooze from their huge, revolving abdomens a thick gray slime. Insects attending to insects, the crew fusses over them, nursing wet concrete into the forms. Someone to handle the chute, a couple laborers mucking, one pulling mesh, and two finishers working the screed rod. This is called pouring slab on grade. What could be flatter or more nondescript than a concrete slab? For years, 
people will walk on it, hardly considering that it was put there on purpose on a Thursday in August by men on their knees. What Work Is by Philip Levine We stand in the rain in a long line waiting at Ford Highland Park for work. You know what work is. If you're old enough to read this, you know what work is, although you may not do it. Forget you. This is about waiting, shifting from one foot to another, feeling the light rain falling like mist into your hair, blurring your vision, until you think you see your own brother ahead of you, maybe ten places. You rub your glasses with your fingers, and of course, it's someone else's brother, narrower across the shoulders than yours, but with the same sad slouch, the grin that does not hide the stubbornness, the sad refusal to give in to rain, to the hours wasted waiting, to the knowledge that somewhere ahead a man is waiting who will say, no, we're not hiring today, for any reason he wants. You love your brother. Now suddenly you can hardly stand the love flooding you for your brother, who's not beside you or behind or ahead, because he's home, trying to sleep off a miserable night shift at Cadillac so he can get up before noon to study his German. Works eight hours a night so he can sing Wagner, the opera you hate most, the worst music ever invented. How long has it been since you told him you loved him, held his wide shoulders, opened your eyes wide, and said those words and maybe kissed his cheek? You'd never done something so simple, so obvious, not because you're too young or too dumb, not because you're jealous or even mean or incapable of crying in the presence of another man. No, just because you don't know what work is. To Be of Use by Marge Piercy The people I love the best jump into work headfirst without dallying in the shallows and swim off with sure strokes almost out of sight. They seem to become natives of that element, the black sleek heads of seals bouncing like half-submerged balls. I love people who harness themselves, an ox to a heavy cart, who pull like water buffalo with massive patience, who strain in the mud and the muck to move things forward, who do what has to be done again and again. I want to be with people who submerge in the task, who go into the fields to harvest and work in a row and pass the bags along, who are not parlor generals and field deserters, but move to a common rhythm when the food must come in or the fire must be put out. The work of the world is common as mud. Botched, it smears the hands, crumbles to dust. But the thing worth doing well done has a shape that satisfies, clean and evident. Greek amphoras for wine or oil, hopey vases that held corn 
or put in museums, but you know they were made to be used. The pitcher cries for water to carry and a person for work that is real. Part of my vision for this podcast was to have it be interactive. I pictured a virtual bonfire poetry reading where friends, family, local poets, and you can come together to warm our hands on some poetry. If there's a poem that has done some action in your everyday life, surprised you, delighted you, or maybe just more quietly worked its way into your bones, you know I would love to hear about it. Email me at takethispoempodcast at gmail.com and let me know your story. Maybe you can join me in sharing it with others as well.